Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello there, friends, and welcome on into episode 30 of The Sco Show. And episode 30 is another glorious victory edition. New England Patriots taking care of business on Monday Night Football, dispatching their rivals, the New York Jets, by a final score of 33-0. to zero. As always, Mark Schofield here in the big chair with you. Happy to be here on a Monday night, which saw the New England Patriots do what they've done all season long for the most part, which is just take care of business. Whether it's a team on the road, a team at home, short week, mini buy, whatever. Just take care of business, beat the opponent that's in front of you, and get on to the next week, which will be the Cleveland Browns. As always, in a glorious victory show, we're going to have the great, the good, the bad. We're going to have some game balls and the take of the game. But first, your usual reminders. As always, the show is brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and is probably a part of of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Schofield. You can check out the work at places like InsideThePylon.com, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio, Pro Football Weekly, and yes, three, count of one, two, three SB Nation sites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, and yes, right here at Pat's Pulpit. Now, in the wake of a 33 to nothing win, another big game from the defense, another sufficient performance from the offense. There are a number of places that we could start when it talks about the great. Of course, I'm going to start with the defense. I'm going to start a little bit differently than what we've done in weeks past when we've talked about this defense. And I want to talk about competitive toughness. I want to talk about mental toughness for a moment. And it's one of those things that it's like the great Justice Potter Stewart when writing about pornography said, you know it when you see it. And competitive toughness, mental toughness, it's one of those things that you know it when you see it. And it is something that NFL teams, scouts, front office people, general managers, coaches evaluate during the draft process in individual players. I've mentioned before that I was lucky enough to partake in a program called the Scouting Academy created by Dan Hatman, former NFL scout. Won a Super Bowl ring with the New York Giants against the New England Patriots. And that is something that Dan is all too often too excited to remind me of. But the Scouting Academy is a program that teaches you how NFL teams, front offices, scout talent, whether at the pro level or for the college draft. And one of the traits. It's a trait-by-trait analysis of players. And one of the traits that they look for in players, whether it's at the pro level in terms of pro scouting departments or the college level, 
getting ready for the draft, is that mental toughness? Is that competitive toughness? Sort of that inner fire? Do they fight through adversity and things like that? And that brings me to this Patriots defense tonight on the road against the New York Jets. And I want to just highlight two drives in particular. There is a drive from the Jets when the score is 24-0. Patriots already have a lead, but it's still second quarter. You don't want to let them get back into the game. Now, on this drive, the Jets are gifted three first downs via penalty. There's a defensive holding on J.C. Jackson where it looks like he has a great pass breakup on an in-cut but he's flagged for defensive holding. There's a defensive pass interference on J.C. Jackson, where he's kind of step for step with Demarius Thomas. The pass is overthrown, didn't look to be catchable, but he's flagged for DPI. There's a rough in the passer on Danny Shelton, who they get pressure on Sam Darnold, who was pressured all night. Shelton gets a good hit on him, but gives it a little oomph at the end. And he's flagged for that. That sort of landed on the quarterback. So they are gifted three first downs on this drive. And after the Shelton roughing the passer, when they've got it now down inside the red zone, you get Lawrence Guy stopping Le'Veon Bell for no gain on first down. You get great pressure by Dietrich Wise on second down, flushes Darnold to his left, throw goes out of bounds. He tries to hit Le'Veon Bell on an adjusted vertical route on a scramble drill. Throw goes out of bounds. Now it's third and 10. Darnold with a terrible throw. Deron Harmon with the interception. And he's ruled down at the one. Tough call there. Looked like he might have hit the end line with his hand, but it doesn't matter. The point is this. As a defense, you give them three first downs via penalty. They're now in the red zone and you still keep them out of the end zone. You keep them off the scoreboard. That's mental toughness. And they did it again later in the game. You know, moving forward into the third quarter now. Scores 26-0. Brady has just thrown an interception. He's hit as he's trying to throw. Influenced by Leonard Williams. Passes intercepted. So now, Jets have the ball in plus territory of the Patriots' 33-yard line. Again, it's 26-0. I don't think anybody really thought that the Jets were going to crawl back into this game at this point. But as a defense, you're worried about the shutout, right? You want to preserve that shutout. And we heard at the end of the game, look, you go back to the 20s and 40s to find teams that have put up the kind of numbers, shutouts with 30-point victories, you know, on the road. You talk about the 1940s, it hasn't happened since then. Patriots want to preserve that. You get a stop of Le'Veon Bell on first and 10 for a gain of two. Second and eight, nine ball, vertical route to Demarius Thomas. J.C. Jackson flagged again for defensive pass interference. So the third penalty on him and another gift of a first down to the Jets. First and 10, swing route to Le'Veon Bell. Dante Hightower decides this is the moment where he's going to throw a trident. Absolutely obliterates Le'Veon Bell. Second and 10, blitz, swing route to Le'Veon Bell. Incomplete again. Donald is forced to throw it under pressure. Incomplete, doesn't even get it close to him. Looked like it could have been a fumble. One of those close, was it a backward pass or not type of moments. Now third and 10. Zero blitz look again. Pass is floated. Terrence Brooks in the end zone with the interception. The second time in the night where the defense is, you know, you gift him a first down. 
it's a turnover situation, and you still have the mental toughness, the competitive fire to keep them out of the end zone, to prevent them from putting points on the board. Now, there are so many things we can say about this defense right now, but those two drives stood out to me. This defense, it's relentless the way they get after you. But the mental toughness that we saw in those two drives, that's the stuff that's going to make this defense part of a championship team. So that certainly stood out to me. The other thing that stood out to me, and if you're watching the game on ESPN, you heard them talking about it in the booth. You heard Booger talking about it in the booth. The zero blitz looks. The confidence they have in that back half of the defense that they can go cover one, they can go cover zero, and just bring pressure because they know we're going to get there, but if we don't, we're going to have pretty good coverage. And even if we don't get there, pressure equals production. How often have I said that, both on this show and the previous version of the show over at Locked On Patriots, pressure equals production. Sam Donald was sacked once tonight once but we saw what pressure did to him four interceptions countless back foot throws he was mic'd up and even was heard saying i'm seeing ghosts out there pressure equals production and on one of the ints the one that was influenced by john simon coming off the edge right what happens on that play you show that mug look, that zero pressure look where you've got guys walk down in the line of scrimmage. They slide the protection to the left. Everybody drops, but you bring the blitz from the right. There's only one guy there, the right tackle. He blocks inside, takes the inside threat. In Jamie Collins, John Simon is unblocked, forces a bad throw. Interception. It's a zero blitz look. It's picked by Devin McCourty. Collins gets the pressure, blind throw, interception. It happened again later when John Simon comes off the edge unblocked. That's the strip sack, Kyle Van Noy with the, co- the recovery. So those zero blitz looks, those mug looks, those are going to be tough for teams to figure out. And if you think about what the Patriots are doing in the next couple of weeks, you got Baker Mayfield Sunday afternoon at home. That's a team that's, yeah, they're going to be coming off a bye, but they're struggling. They're trying to figure things out. They don't know who their left tackle is going to be, apparently. And yes, you go to Baltimore at the start of November, and that looks to be a tough game. That Baltimore offense can do some things. That defense, the Marcus Peters acquisition, might be getting a little bit better. But again, you're going against some young quarterbacks over the next couple of weeks. And if you think about it, look, you can see what they did to Rosen. You can see what they did to Josh Allen. Now, Darnold, you got Baker and Lamar in the next couple of weeks. I saw somebody tweet on, on Twitter that Belichick's just working his way through that 2018 class and trying to baptize him by fire. Might be what they're doing over the next couple of weeks. Offensively, some things that stood out to me. I thought Sony Michelle obviously had a very nice game. I thought he ran the ball hard. Obviously, the touchdowns were great. The numbers, the yards per carry, that wasn't. But this is going to be a passing team. Everything we get from the ground game is going to be, I don't know what's more than icing on the cake, something a little bit more than that, but it's going to be bonus stuff. I thought guys like Eric Tomlinson, Benjamin Watson, they quitted themselves well. We saw them use Tomlinson as an up back at times, as a full back at times. They did some stuff on the goal line with the Landon Roberts and James Ferenz. 
at fullback as well. So they're trying to figure out some combinations. You had Ferenz with a nice block on one of the touchdown runs. You had Landon Roberts with a nice block on the other touchdown run. So that was good to see. Jacoby Myers. Booger said it tonight. It's like he listened to the show after Thursday in the Giants game. I said last week that it was the Jacoby Myers circle of trust game, that game against the Giants. Well, Brady went to him early and he went to him often in this one. And Myers keeps rewarding him. I felt bad that Myers didn't get into the end zone. He had a nice catch and run down near the goal line on an in-cut. I thought he was going to get in there. Then he had the double move where they got the defensive pass interference call. If they don't interfere with him there, he might have six there. Five targets, five receptions for 47 yards. Brady certainly trusts him. I mean, Edelman had 12, White had eight, and then Jacoby Myers and Benjamin Watson. Benjamin Watson 2.0. Here in New England, he had the bad drop with a doink shot early in the game, but had some nice receptions as the game wore on. And Brady apparently told the ESPN guys going into this game that he thinks Watson's going to need like a quarter to get ready. It seems like that was pretty accurate. Jake Bailey. Man, this... When Tom, when, when Bill Belichick trades up for a punter, you know he sees something in him. And this guy, his directional punting is fantastic. The hang time... On most of his kicks is fantastic. You can see now that they pin guys to the right side. So he'll punt to his left, forcing the returner to his right. Try to pin him along the sideline. You have Slater. Gives him the ability to sort of work across the formation. The directional punting is great. The hang time is great. The ability to pin offenses or return teams inside their own five is fantastic. He's been doing great. And finally, look, we'll mention Tom Brady here at the beginning. Pocket movement is fantastic, as always. Avoided a blitz, a corner blitz, broke a tackle, kept the play alive, hit Brandon Bolden, making some great throws. The downfield throw to Dorsett on the touchdown was fantastic. So it was a good game from Brady. Was it flawless? Absolutely not, but it was a good game. And look, they're now 7-0. and And yes, you can start to question the teams that they've played, But I thought going into this one that this was going to be a game that might be a little bit of a tougher test. The Jets coming off the win against Dallas. They got Darnold back. They're looking pretty good with Mono Free, Sammy D. 33 enough and speaks for itself. And so now the schedule picks up a bit. You got Cleveland at home. You go to Baltimore, then the bye, then coming out of the bye. Look, you got Philly, you got Dallas, you got Houston. And they, yeah, you got Kansas City. So it does get tougher. But look, you can't go 7-0 and without winning the first seven games, and that's what they've done. And so obviously kudos to New England for tonight. Big win. Up next, we're going to talk some of the good stuff. We're going to run through some of the individual plays and highlight some moments that stood out to me. We're also going to talk about a couple of the bad things. And then obviously we got takes of the game from the Scotia Slack channel as well as some game balls. That is all ahead. On this 30th installment, we've hit the 3-0. So all of you doubters out there, the doubters and the haters, didn't think we'd make it even into the teens. Your boy coming through. We hit 30. Next up, 40 and beyond. Anyway, that's later. Now, a pause. And then next, the good, the bad, the game balls, and the take of the game. From New England's seventh victory of the season, a 33-0 dispatching of the New York Jets. That's ahead on this episode of the Scope Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Mark Schofield back here with you now on episode 30 of the SCO Show, another glorious victory edition. And yes, you're, again, another gentle reminder, this show is brought to you by the great folks at SB Nation, Vox Media, proudly named Podcast and Network of the Year by Adweek for 2019. Proud to be a part of that, just a small little sliver of the Vox Media empire. And also, this show is proudly a part of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast Network. We're doing great things over at the PPPN. We got Pulpit Playback. Radio Rewind, flagship show with Rich Hill, Alex Shane, Patriot Nation with Ryan Spagnoli and Pat Lane. Look, we got you covered every single day of the week, just about. Can't go wrong with that. Pat stuff all the time. Gotta love it. Let's talk about some of the good we saw today. We'll start New England's open and drive. The touchdown run. I thought it was a beautiful design, third and two. You know they're going to try to take you away on the inside. You go 12 personnel, you fake the jet, pitch it to Michelle Weekside. You get Watson, who's lined up as the fullback, leading to the edge. You get Newhouse pulling in front as well, a little pin-pull design. That capped off a 16-play drive that took up the first 8 minutes and 47 seconds of this game. This a fantastic drive from start to finish. There was only one play I didn't like. We'll get to that a little bit later, but obviously a great way to open the drive. Then in the Jets' first possession, you had the interception. We talked about that already. But right before that, their second play, of the, their first play of the game, Landon Roberts with a tackle. Dietrich Wise gets initial penetration with a good stack and shed. Roberts with a tackle of Le'Veon Bell. Love that play. The touchdown to Philip Dorsett, simple nine route. Love the release. Bends it to the outside. Great route. Beautiful throw by Tom Brady, putting it right in a perfect spot for that. Fantastic throw for the touchdown. New England's fourth drive of the game. This is the Jacoby Myers in-cut off of play action. Great route. Bends into the inside from the right to the middle of the field. Man, he wanted the touchdown. You can see it as he gets tackled, sort of slams the ball to the ground. Frustrated he couldn't get into the end zone. But more importantly, young man, forget the end zone real estate. The most important real estate that you can carve out right now is that spot in the Brady circle of trust, and you've done that. That's all you need to worry about. Then the touchdown there, James Ferenz at fullback with a lead block. Sony Michelle powers it in. Great to see that from Sony Michelle. Great to see James Ferenz with a fullback action. Then you get the 30-10 interception from Jerron Harmon. Darnold with a terrible throw. Harmon with a fantastic interception there. That again, that drive where they give him three first downs via the penalty, but you're able to keep him out of the end zone. Speaking to that mental toughness. Going into the third quarter now, uh, Patriots have a 24-0 lead there. Seventh offensive possession of the game. There's some good stuff here. You had on a second and five, little gap power run, Joe Tooney and Tomlinson leading Michelle to the edge with a nice strong run. Really like the design there and the execution, especially from Tooney on the pull and Tomlinson on the lead. Second and 10, great slant in cut to Myers. Full extension catch. Again, the circle of trust. Um, he's there. Fantastic to see you know Brady looking for him on a second long situation. 
Then you get a fourth and two. You have to punt. Uh, Bailey with a perfect pick, perfect kick, excuse me, pins the Jets inside the five. We mentioned on the uh, Jets' eighth possession of the game that first and ten, Hightower killing Le'Veon Bell with a trident on the swing route. Then the swing route to Bell, the other side to the right side that goes incomplete, and then the interception by Terrence Brooks. Fantastic work by the defense on those plays. Uh, The Jacoby Myers double move, I know we mentioned that, but had to mention it again. Fantastic route by him. Uh, New England's 10th possession of the game, still in the third quarter. Uh, Sony Michelle had a run on first and 10 to the left edge. Very patient run. Something you don't often see with, you know, Sony Michelle. Maybe he was watching Lev Bell and thinking, hey, man, I can do that too. So you saw some patience from there from Sony Michelle in that nine yard run. Second and 10 play, Brady gets blitzed, slides to the right, hits White in the flat for a huge gain. That was along the right sideline. Again, that pocket movement from Tom Brady that's so good. As we flip into the fourth quarter, second and goal situation, Brady sees the blitz coming, hits white in the left flat for a gain of three. I know it's just a gain of three, but it's blitz recognition, that pre-snap awareness from Tom Brady. Get the Michelle touchdown run again. Landon Roberts paving the way. Fantastic lead block from the reserve linebacker. Joan Williams getting some run late in the game. Second and 15, he runs step for step with Demarius Thomas. Darnold misses it awfully. Awful miss there, but Juwan Williams step for step with him. New England's 11th possession of the game, 39 situation. That's the blitz off the corner. Brady with incredible pocket movement, evades the blitzer, keeps it alive, checks it down to Bolden for a gain of seven. Then I think probably everybody's favorite moment of the game, that sequence where it's fourth and two. Patriots looking to run some clock and give Bailey some more space for the, for the punt. They take a delay of the game. Adam Gase declines it. So Belichick says, no, 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 we want those five yards. Somebody jumps off sides on purpose, late in the play clock. Gase declines it. Belichick realizing what's going on, it's, it takes all the power in the guy's face to not burst out laughing. He was trying not to, but he had the big smile on his face, knowing that Gase was kind of playing with him. So that was a fun moment. Uh, you had a muff punt by Berrios. Matthew Slater with a recovery again. The directional punt and allowance later to get into position. You had the MetLife takeover at the end of the game with the Brady chance. And Damian Harris with a 12-yard run at the end of the game. So it was good to see that. As far as some bad stuff, New England's first drive of the game, there was a first and 10 play. Uh, there was some pre-snap confusion. Tomlin was wanted to go in motion early. Brady told him to go back. Then he sends Edelman in motion. Tomlinson then comes in motion late. He's supposed to slide in motion a couple of steps to his left. He's on the right wing. And then execute a wham block on the nose tackle. Well, he comes in motion late. Misses the wham block. And so it's a loss of two on the play. Mentioned the... So, oh, we haven't mentioned this yet. Shona Michelle with a drop on a screen pass, which could have gone the distance. This was after Donald's first interception. Got to clean up the drops. Um, Lawrence Guy had a missed tackle on a 19-yard run from Le'Veon Bell. Tackling sometimes something we mention here. Obviously penalties. J.C. Jackson had three. The Shelton rough in the passer. We don't like seeing that. Drops. Edelman had a bad drop. Um, Brady's interception hit while he's throwing. You know, there were, there were some protection issues at portions of this game. New England's ninth driver of the game, for example. Uh, Brady's forced to turf it on a second and four. And then on third and four, Ted Karras is beaten on the interior pretty badly. Brady's flagged for ground in there. So some protection issues to clean up. And look, you're going to be playing some better defenses as things go on. So you need to clean it up a little bit better. But we know the offensive line has had its issues. Still, 
relatively clean night. Brady wasn't sacked. So there's that going for him, which is nice. As far as game balls, I think Jessica Brand kind of said it best in the Sco Show Slack channel. Where the hell does the game ball go? Like, that's a team ball to everybody not on the offensive line. Ricky Keeler saying the Ghosts get one, the entire defense, and all of the players that tried to play fullback. So I think those are well-deserved. Matt St. John, can Sam Darnold get a game ball? I like where your head's at, Matt. I like where your head's at. But I think, you know, it's one of those team wins. So I think we'll give one to basically everybody. And I'll even include the offensive line in there. Brady doesn't get sacked. I know the offensive line had some struggles. But I'm feeling generous. Look, you're 7-0. You just beat... You're 2-0 against the Jets this year. 33-0 on a Monday night stage. I kind of like that. Speaking of things I liked, our take of the game. And there were obviously, as always, some great takes in the Scotia Slack channel, which... I will say, I, I wish I could be more active during games, but I'm so busy taking notes so I can do this show that I don't get a chance to really chime in as much, but I always love seeing what's going on there. I lurk more than interact during the games. But we'll go with, with Huzifa Patel at 9.19 p.m. Eastern. Deron Harmon with his classic game ceiling pick in the second quarter. I thought that was perfect and kind of sums up the night. And speaking of the night, the night for me is done. That will do it for tonight. I'll be back on Wednesday for the Sco Show episode 31. We're going to do things a little bit differently in episode 31. The quality the quality time segment, it's going to be quality time with you. How so? I'm opening up the mailbag for the first time this year, for the first time on the Sco Show. So I want to hear from you. Send in some questions via Twitter or the Sco Show Slack channel, email, snail mail, however you want to find me. Send in some questions, whether it's on the Pats, draft quarterbacks, woodworking, Toto's retirement, yeah, I haven't do, I haven't really talked about it, but it's still on my mind. Whatever you want to talk about, my new Traeger grill, whatever it is, send in some questions. I want to spend some quality time with you guys, the listeners. So that will be on Wednesday show. Thursday show, locking down a guest. Going to have somebody on to talk Brown, so we'll do that as well. But that's the week ahead. Until next time, friends, please keep on blessing that Patriots reign down in Foxborough.